Hey, this is Dan Quiggle with episode 41 of Garage to Goliath, Leaders Building Legacies podcast. Two quick things. First, you can get the show notes for this episode at quigglegroup.com forward slash 041. Also, you can get a free copy of my leadership ebook at quigglegroup.com forward slash CEO disease. Enjoy. See, then comes relationship management. And this is the ability to communicate clearly and convincingly, diffuse conflicts, build strong personal bonds. And this is based on two points, conflict management and inspirational leadership. And I want to start with crisis management. So I'm going to put a burden on my shoulders for a second. I want to change the way you view crisis for the rest of your entire lives forever in four minutes or less. So I got to get started quick, right? I only have four minutes. Here's my theory. See, and, it, and by the way, it's a mindset shift, okay? Here's my theory. Anyone can sail a ship through calm waters. It takes a real leader, a real captain to take your ship, your family, your business, through rough seas, the crisis, with its crew, your family members, or your employees or coworkers, and here's the kicker, here's the mindset shift, bring yourself and everyone with you out the other side, even stronger than when you started. Because what now binds everyone together? The shared what? The shared experience. Surviving the crisis together. There's this great slide and it has danger, opportunity, crisis. And above it, it has two symbols in Mandarin Chinese. And if you take the first symbol from danger and the first symbol from opportunity and you put them together, they equal the word crisis. I love that. Because here's what normal people do in crisis. They curse, they scream, they yell, they punch, they kick, they roll around on the floor, they run away. That's what normal, but exceptional leaders don't do that. Exceptional leaders, when they are in crisis, take a step back, a calm, cool, collected step back, and they say, wow, I'm in a very difficult situation. Where, oh, where is the danger and how do I minimize it? And where is the opportunity and how do I drive myself and my family toward it? Great example. It's not a pretty one. It's a real one. A friend of ours found out he was getting a divorce, didn't know about it. Four little kids at stake. Tens and tens of millions of dollars at stake. Employees, companies, properties. I'd see the guy at the gym every morning. He looks like a truck just hit him. I'm like, hey, how you doing? He goes, not good. How are you? I said, better than you right now, and that can change at any moment because life will be up for me and down for you and then down for me, up for you. That's the way life is for all of us. And I said, but I have this thing, danger, opportunity, crisis. I want to drop it by your office. Do you mind taking a look at it? He goes, tell me right now. Don't even wait another second. I mean, I, I will never forget the look in his eyes. It was not a good look. So I did. I explained it to him. And then I said, hey, so where's the danger? I don't know, my sanity, my kids, my finances? And we talked about those things. And I said, where's the opportunity? He goes, there is none. I said, where's the opportunity? He goes, there is none. I said, where's the opportunity? There there is none. I said, I'm not going to stop asking. He goes, I don't see it. And you know what I said? I said, it's staring you right in the face and you don't see it, do you? And he goes, nope, I don't see it. And this this was what I said. Your kids are watching to see how you handle crisis. 
and they will emulate you in their own lives. So is it vindictive, angry, revengeful, shoot from the hip, irrational, or is it well thought out, calculated, optimistic? Because they will follow you. And guess what? The community's watching, the church is watching, your family's watching, everyone's watching. So right here, in the middle of this crisis, what kind of leader are you? And you know what I loved? Because his answer was so real. And I mean, it gives me the chills as I say it. Because it was probably would probably be an answer that I would give. He said, oh my gosh, I've been a mess. To which I said, and no sane person will ever judge you for that. And if they do, who cares? However, that needs to change today. So ever since then, when I see him, I'll see him at the gym or I'll see him in the community. I'm saying, hey man, how you doing? He goes, crisis, identify danger, minimize, identify opportunity, drive yourself. It's all we have anyway. Think about this for a second. It goes back to, to Frost and, and that great poem where it says, two roads diverge in a yellow wood and I, I took the one less traveled by and that has made all the difference. When you are in crisis, you are at that split in the road. And you have two choices, everyone. You either let it define and defeat you or you let it empower you and strengthen you. Which one is it going to be? Because it's there anyway. I hope from here on out, you in crisis, identify the danger and minimize, identify the opportunity to drive yourself and your family or everyone toward it, and you choose empower and strengthen. It's all we have anyway. Then comes inspirational leadership. And there is, in my viewpoint, there is no better example of inspirational leadership for Ronald Reagan than the Challenger disaster. Come on, you know where you were that day. If you were alive when that space shuttle Challenger exploded with that teacher on board, Reagan had scheduled a special speech that night to tout the success of the program, and he has hours to be an inspirational leader, not to point blame, not to say heads will roll, because there was plenty of time for that. See, part of emotional intelligence is understanding that timing matters, that word choice matters, that tone of voice matters. So Reagan understands this and addresses the nation. But before I kind of paraphrase it for a second, I want you to realize a couple things. See, he understood that America was hurting. He understood that all those school children who were watching the live coverage that day were hurting, that NASA was hurting, that the families of the seven, I mean, come on, words can't describe how much I'm sure they were hurting that day and still to this day. So Reagan gets up in front of the American people and essentially says to the families of the seven, I can't bear the pain you've gone through, but we feel your pain and we're with all of you. To the school children watching the live coverage, there's no easy explanation for why bad things happen, but sometimes they do. It's all part of the process of space and discovery and exploration. To the people at NASA, I know you're hurting right now, but we know you above all us wanted this to go perfectly. It's what you work on every day. See, he addressed everyone and he accepted the pain. He didn't deny it. Is there anything worse then when you are crying or you are upset or you are hurt and somebody says, get over it, it doesn't matter. Well, apparently it does to me. Otherwise, I wouldn't be reacting this way. So Reagan understood that. And why do you think he brought up NASA? I will argue he brought that up. He was protecting them. He knew that fingers would be pointed, but now was not the time. 
See, that's part of emotional intelligence. See, I'm going to make a statement. I want everybody who's listening to really dig deep on this one, to really put up the mirror. So here goes. Ready? There may be people listening to me right now that have long, long memories. You remember every time somebody screwed up, don't you? Yeah, Dad, Dad, I remember when I screwed up. Yes, you tell me all the time. I'm, I'm, I'm a loser. I just get... Or, honey, I know I screwed up. You remember 20 years ago, 10 years ago, two weeks ago, yesterday, I screw up every... See, I'm convinced that inspirational leaders, real inspirational leaders, have really short memories. They're not in the business of tearing people down. They're in the business of building people up. They realize that there is no perfect spouse. There is no perfect child. There is no perfect company, perfect product, perfect job. But guess what there is a lot of in life? There's a lot of great things. And I'm convinced if you take the good and you give them attaboys and you train them and you, you, you help them move forward, you may even get them into the great category as close to humanly perfect as possible. So I challenge you to leave this discussion, leave this conversation, and, and, and have a short memory. To be an inspirational leader, to bring people together, to get the job done, to build coalitions. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Garage to Goliath. Remember, you can get the show notes for this episode at quigglegroup.com forward slash 041. Second, please subscribe to the show at quigglegroup.com forward slash iTunes and share with a friend. Thanks. Thanks.